Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Send it back to the manufacturer. What what else can life? What else can life throw at us? It's fine. Well, I mean, at least I'm not dead. Uh, I mean, I, I know I went MIA for a while. Uh, my 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 voice is back. I know the listeners missed me. They were tired of hearing you and the substitutes mm-hmm. that you brought on to replace me. Um, but no, I mean, this has been a struggle. We I think we've gone through way too many technical difficulties over the past 24 hours just to get this out so yeah i think my standalone system died of a i don't know broken heart or or loneliness i'm not really exactly sure what it was but uh wasn't working last night so we just had to scrap and uh foil and i had to go dig in the in the old trusty suitcase with a bunch of random random audio and sound equipment in there and just try and piece something together that uh that we used to use to be perfectly fair I can't even see my sound levels. I have no idea if I'm too loud, if I'm too soft. So, you know, you got to tell me if you can experience anything, but I think the best thing is just, we're going to let the viewers or the listeners do it in the car, man. If I'm, if I'm making you deaf, I'm sorry. Suck it up. Suck it up boys and girls, but we're back. The Inter Miami podcast, official standard, normal format kind of is back ad hoc kind of lacking some structure, but we're going to get through this. We're going to have some fun because Man, oh man. I mean, last night was probably the happiest I was ever going to be recording an episode of the podcast, but I am still amped. It was just, it was a revenge. So, so sweet. If you live under a rock and you have no idea what's happening, we not only beat our rivals, not only destroyed them, we ripped their spinal spinal cord out and, and stomped on their soul. It was the best shellacking i've witnessed it was the best night at drive pink it was the best game overall everything the energy the 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 crowd la familia it was absolutely wild johnny put on the full poo shiesty johnny alpha poo shiesty i don't even know what you call it uh uh, uh oh yeah i do uh a balaclava. balaclava balaclava yeah full balaclava pink urban street camo pink urban street camo bulletproof vest uh pants whole get up man whole get up everyone was uh was stopping him asking for pictures man this was a such a hell of a night and i know you know everyone that was viewing this uh either at the stadium or from afar this is this is the best thing that could have ever happened best thing ever yeah i mean just watching it from you know as far away as i was uh i i had goosebumps the entire night uh from 30 seconds in 
uh, even to like right now as we're talking about it, it it's goosebumps. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen in, in our days of supporting EPL clubs some damn good games, which are almost on the same level of, of feeling and sensation. Uh, and and it, it just was a completely different atmosphere. It just shows you what's going to happen when Miami Freedom Park opens up and this club is performing in, in, as they should be. Um, it, absolutely unreal. Like I wish I could actually properly put it into words, but but I can't. It was one of those things you had to experience in the moment, whether you were there or whether you were watching from afar. Or I mean, I don't know. The highlights don't even do it justice. Um, you know, shout out to each and every person that came out for that match because I will be honest with you. I was hearing that it was sold out, quote unquote. And I was like, well, that, yeah, I was like, that means that, that, you know, folks aren't going to show up, but no, we, uh, we, we showed Orlando what's up and it, and, and Twitter was been quiet for over over two days now. So, um, Uh, yeah, it's real funny. You know, they beat us all these random people we've never even spoken with or interacted with want to send us just heavy, heavy messages, just very angry, just assaulting us. And I'm like, I don't even know you. And, uh, you know, I, 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 we're, we're, we're mature, right? We're adults, you know, we're not going to hold grudges. I might've said, ha, 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 Like, I don't know as many characters as I could fit into one tweet that said hashtag bye-bye, but that was it. That was all I was going to say, man. I'm, I'm happy because I got what I wanted. I may or may not have gone on a few Orlando city, uh, Twitter posts and, uh, Maybe posted the okay bye bye now gif. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, the legendary uh, teddy bear collector on the Orlando side got a little pissy at me. And uh, okay. I told him we'll see him next year because uh, we're all crew fans this weekend, I think. Yeah. I don't want the, the SGs to be mad at me, but I definitely, Johnny and I definitely started a na 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 chant. And hey, hey, goodbye. It well, felt so great. Well, that was not the chant that came through loud and clear uh, uh, over the TV uh, oh, to, the point where, to, to the point where I had to turn it down because Riley was catching on to it. And he's like, yeah. I like this one. I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, uh, you know, uh, that was only like a, a small snippet of that. They, they, they did that. Uh, they've sung that for, for a much longer duration uh, than we have. But I'm just really happy because, man, I don't know how how long it's been definitely a couple months of, of putting this energy out there since they uh you know rescheduled the games i think maybe even before that like i want this game to be the the game that we that we jump orlando then they did reschedule it and um you know obviously towards the end of the season like this is tough right we got to play five games in what like nine days or something right but just with the the stretch and the rescheduling I wanted to not only beat them, I wanted to jump them. I wanted to then knock them below the playoff line. And that is exactly what happened. And I could not be happier. It reminded me of the Chelsea uh, Champions League kind of prophecy, how it just kept happening. I was like, yes, like this is actually really going to happen. And now Orlando's got to play a very hungry Columbus side um, to, you know, they're going to play each other on decision day and winner gets in basically. Uh, we're going to play Montreal. We'll speak about this in a bit. We do have the opportunity with a little bit of luck from the soccer gods and maybe our boy Lewis Morgan for throwing a game. We might be able to jump up, steal uh, a home field advantage for playoffs, which would be uh, just absolutely 
absolutely massive. But um, I mean, this is you and I both were um, maybe a little less confident once we found out the news that Pozuela was not going to start. And, you know, I definitely a little nervous going in there. We were obviously out our captain, Gregory, uh, really the linchpin of, you know, the kind of first line of, of defense, if you will. But um, those fears were put to rest, and I think it was a total of 35 seconds, if I'm not mistaken, by the Greek bust statue carved from Zeus himself, even though he's Ecuadorian, Mr. Leo Campana, with uh, a really heads-up, um, aware play to see Antonio Carlos and Rodrigo Schlegel kind of uh, schlacking half-assing it back to the ball. And, like, Leo's not a fast guy per se. Like, he's a professional athlete, right? But he's not, like, a speedster. He's a target man. And for him to just split both of them, get up there with the confidence of just I, – I don't even know what metaphor I'm going for here, but just the ultimate confidence to just chip this massively deep shot right over Pedro Galese, who was caught lingering out of his net. I mean, that's one, you know, viewing it from the North stand that scored on the South side goal. And we all just see that ball go up in the air and, and everyone kind of takes a breath and then we just see it drop in and, Oh, lose our shit instantly. I mean, we were already going to come out there and be as loud as we could um, really keep the energy up. But when you score that early, which I think that's got to be the earliest goal, the second earliest goal I can think of is the Pizarro goal against D.C. and what the second game ever played, which was maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes or something like that. This was lightning quick and boom, erupted the 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 erupted dry pink and set the tone for the entire night and so so many more goals were going to come. We just didn't know it at that time. I mean, you're, you're recapping this and I'm watching, I'm watching it over here again. And I've got goosebumps because yeah. not only was it a heads up play by Robbie Taylor to not give up on that ball. And actually as much credit as he gets with getting credited for the assist, the ball just ricochets off of him and goes out into Campana's, you know, field of play. Mm-hmm. But then not even like, thinking about it i was like oh schlegel's got this like just another reason for me to hate schlegel even more <laughs> i hate schlegel so much um, i did tweet during the game i said i wish we would just uh rocket schlegel straight to the sun or something like that <laughs> um but i honestly went to look away and riley goes oh 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 and i look up and i just see the ball arcing and i think mm-hmm. the thing that got me going the most was gonzalo throwing his hands up the ball's like barely chipped and gonzalo already knew he's like yeah. that's in that's yeah. going and honestly, I'm a little upset for Leo because if it wasn't for Zillarion's audacious free kick this past week, oh, that man, was yeah. going to be goal of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, dude, after I saw the Zelly goal, I had the exact same thought. Like, well, Campana's you know not going to get it, but yeah, I don't. Um, maybe they maybe they give it to Campana just because of like the nature of the 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 game, and uh, I mean, like you know, Columbus kind of blew it there at the end, so you know, maybe, but uh, hell of a goal, man. Yeah, I mean, we could probably spend all game or all night talking about this goal, um, different angles. Um, But the good times faded a little quickly here. Uh, 33rd minute, 
the Ecuadorian uh, godsend goes down. Um, from my angle, he was running towards the ball, the angle they showed on TV, and he just – it wasn't like, you know, when a running back pulls his hammy and he yeah, just stops yeah. and pulls it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't even do that. He just stopped running. And I'm like, well, what the hell's going on with that? Um, good on Phil for and recognizing. Same leg too. Same oh, leg I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, good on Phil for recognizing – immediately and say and said uh all right let's go so yeah well, um, i mean you know i so this was was one of the games where i really obviously i, I, I want to be in that environment in that stadium i have the game recorded i it's just been it's been busy and i haven't been able to watch it but i really of of just enjoying ray hudson and and andreas calling this game i cannot wait to to re to to, to watch it so i can hear just how just positive and, and all the energy coming uh from them were but someone uh i think was texting the the discord and said that campana was like crying like it you know it looked like he had like tears in his eyes so the the assumption was that it was very very bad yeah i mean again i didn't see it at first but as soon as i saw phil pointing towards ari like hurry up i was like oh no and then they started working on that left leg i was like no 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 not no not this close to the world cup not this yeah, close to, and, right you know. and that's the thing it's it's not that we obviously we want campana for the final game of the season to try and push for home field advantage obviously we want campana in the playoffs right we're looking great we really hit our stride we're a pretty scary team especially at home right now um but the heartbreak was the world cup because that's all this kid wants, man, is just to go to the World Cup and fulfill fulfill a dream. And he's one of the most humble, down-to-earth, nicest human beings you will ever have the privilege of speaking to. And, you know, you, you instantly like the guy after you talk to him. Uh, it, it's just it's just an all-around horrible situation. But there was some solace in it because uh, he looked very jovial in the post-game, you know, celebratory pitcher. So that leads me to think that we're probably out Campana for the rest of the season, but it gives me hope that he can at least fulfill the dream that he's had since he was a child, man, since he could and first it, comprehend. I think that separates us from some of the others who would sit here and demand that he comes back for the playoffs. I, mm. I, I honestly, you know, I don't give a shit. Let this yeah. kid get rested and go to the go to the world cup we have done 200 percent more than anybody ever thought we would this season i'm not saying let's hang our hat on just making the playoffs but let's also reward the kid that got us there let's like let's let him get to this world cup and represent and do what he's he's wanted to do forever yeah Um, to be fair we've we've had that that train of thought since he got injured earlier in the season we're like do not rush him back do not jeopardize his his world cup you know and and i feel much more at ease because uh you know again everyone thought you know said i was crazy that i was saying you know gonzalo needs to put we need to start gonzalo more often like midway through the season then he just went on his tear i i think everyone feels a bit more comfortable because gonzalo is just in the best form of his tenure at uh at inner miami you know, he did announce his retirement. Um, you know, it has been a little bit since we've been able to, to to have our standard format. So that's not really news to anybody. I'm hoping he finds that passion and sticks on for another year. But just Gonzalo in the form he's in, it 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 makes me more comfortable and more definitely at ease. Like, yeah, Campana, sit it out. You go do the World Cup. Big Wine's got this. And again, we don't we didn't have Pozuelo. We didn't have Gregory. So um, 
I, I, we feel it just feels good. It feels right. I think for the first time in a very, very long time, man, we have confidence. Not just the team being confident in themselves. I'm talking about the fans are confident that we can compete with any team in this league. It's not just the fans, though. I overheard a few analysts today saying, I would not want to play Miami. That's like never been spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even DC was like, bring on Miami. Like, (laughs) come on now. But like, if you're not excited, if you're not geared up and, 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 focused on what's ahead and excited for this club you really need to get your pulse check and maybe check your allegiances because this is this is what we have been waiting for you know you and i have been through since since day one almost two and a half let's call it two and three quarters years of heartbreak and frustration and anger and like we look at well, After yeah, the most heart ripping yeah. games. You, you and I recording, <laughs> you, you and I recording is like that meme where the guy has a mask on and it's smiling, but he's crying underneath it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. that's us. But and like, I can tell Chloe's like, finally, like, finally, it's paying off for him. Like, he's, yes, it's been a long damn road. Well, and not even that, but then we get we see Cincinnati having spurts of success, and then we mm. see Austin just blow up the Western Conference, and we're like. Like, like, come on, do something. Yeah, let's, do, let's, do something. Let's, it's it's let's hard to do turn. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charlotte even started out the season like pretty decent. I was just like, yeah. man, like, are we really gonna be the, the like us in Cincinnati, the, yeah. the two like bust of expansion teams? And I'll tell you what, man, like, low key, I'm a Cincinnati fan. Not because I grew up an hour away from it, but like, I'm happy. I feel happy, generally happy for their fans because you went through what four or five years of really bad times and now you're finally starting to see a really good product although they've been kind of you know having some issues lately but you know barring some craziness that they should make the playoffs and it feels it feels damn good because you know you and i've talked about this right like like football it's not about winning it's not about championships man it's about the suffering it's about the losing it's about the commitment the dedication all that stuff leads to make the wins or the championships what they are but if you haven't suffered man you're not a you're you you're not a fan dude like not everything is is roses but you got to stick with it stay I, determined keep rolling man i think that's why lucy puts up with the fact that, like every goal that goes in i let out this utter like primal scream because yeah. it is just so satisfying. You know, there's been plenty of games. Like we talked about a while back, every DC game I went to, like it was just blow up after blow up after late blow up. And then Philly. Yeah. Okay. We had to come back with the Higuain brothers, but then we saw draws when we should have won. And you know, it's it, the, the OGs. I'm not trying to say if you're, if you're not from the beginning, you're not an actual fan, but like the OGs know what this should feel like. And like, those are the ones you see walking on air right now. Yeah. Because yeah, this is just everything we wanted from the get go. And now we're finally getting it. Yeah. The fourth goal was just as exciting, enjoyable, uh, relieving as, as the first goal. So uh, we've been kind of, you know, going on this for a bit. Obviously we're very happy. I'll let you finish, but, but after this, 
Go ahead and bring us to the next goal. Well, I was going to talk about being happy. I was happy because Schlegel got done again on the second goal. Indy Vasilev comes screaming up the right-hand side. Schlegel loses his, his mark. Like I don't know what he was doing. I'm surprised he didn't get pulled at that point because he's clearly a liability. Uh, Indy hits an absolute sublime chip up over to Ari Lasseter. And at that point, like, Lucy can attest. I was screaming. He's wide open. He is yeah. wide effing open. You knew and it was coming. I knew it was coming. Like I'm, I'm sitting there, and Ari puts that just, ball. Just on get him. the ball to him. Just get yeah. the ball to him, and it's over. Uh, yeah, Ari puts that ball on an absolute silver platter, and here comes the man himself, the man who has been at the the epitome of a lot of my frustrations, your frustrations, whether it's been right or not. Like that, that is what it is. And he's having his redemption story. And you know what? I think, yes, the place erupted when Campana scored, but I have not heard an actual eruption for a Gonzalo goal like that goal right there. Because right yeah. there, that was when it was, holy shit, we might do this. Yeah, exactly. So I was about to say that. That was the insurance goal. The goal in the first uh, 35 seconds, I was like, all right, this is a good start. That gives a safety blanket. We're still going to have to scrap it out. We don't have Pizuela. We don't have... Don't have um, uh, Gregory, this is gonna be still gonna be tough. That was like, wow! Like we're we're this is real, and we have the momentum. We'll get into the stats. Possession would say otherwise, but this is when we we knew what it was. And uh, towards the end of this this the season of this podcast, right? We do different seasons per season. Um, you know, we did predictions early on this year, like when Alex was still on the first show or whatever. And I think Kampan had like, what, 14 goals, 12 assists or something like that last year. And, and I took the over on it. And I was just like, hell yeah. Like, I like I knew I knew this was possible in the right circumstances um, for him to be this productive. And his you can tell his, his confidence in his finishing is just at the best it's been with this club right now. And you know, the, the primary catalyst for this was Pozuelo. I don't think anyone will deny that, but the fact that we lose Pozuelo for a game, you know, maybe two, we'll see. Um, and the team grew at the same time, kind of elevating themselves while Pozuelo was holding it down, giving those balls. And now Pozuelo is gone and the team is still able to give him the service that they couldn't give him earlier this year, that they were not capable of giving him throughout the first third, even first two thirds of this season. But now everyone's trending in the right direction. And all this works because for the past, what do you say? Two and 2.75 years, whatever. Yeah. We lose a player for a game and it could all crumble. But now we're, we're a team next man up. It's fine. We'll plug the hole. We'll fill the gap. And, and we're seeing the results, and it's just so damn special. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I, we could go on and on about it, but I'm sure the listeners want to keep this freight train rolling. Uh, halftime came and went. Mickey Mouse uh, Soccer Club uh, made a few substitutions. Not going to mention their names because it's nobody special. 52nd <laughs> minute. I'm going to be honest with you. I do at first glance, I didn't think it was a penalty until they slowed the replay down. I thought it hit shoulder 
Like it was more like, cause you know, sometimes when we watch the premier league, we see the ball hit up here in yeah. like the shoulder bicep area. And you're like, okay, no pen. Yeah. And when, the, when it got upheld, I was like, well, this is definitely our night then. Um, yeah. Gonzalo, you knew it was his, he set him up, but he did it so beautifully, dude. Well, and that's, I was going to piggyback off what you said. His strike, right? His strikes right now are absolutely gorgeous. He love tapped this thing. It wasn't a rocket. He no, no. faked the keeper out and just loved it. Already, yeah, Gillespie was already falling over to his left before he even yep. hit the ball. Like, yeah. It just perfect, beautiful pen, 3-0. And what's better than beating your rival and knocking them out of the playoffs, or playoff line, rather, just to be specific and correct, but just demoralize, just, just uh, disgracing them, just and really – ripping their soul out it felt so so good especially after you know this was a, a revenge game where we played them earlier in the season we played them in the open cup final and a game you know we we almost won you know but we had those defensive issues but we'll get to the, we'll, we'll highlight kind of the defense at the end of this as well but damn man like ooh, we're a team yeah and the uh the nail in the coffin the it, it wasn't the it's prettiest of the four but it was, it was, don't take it away from our boy now. No, now wait a second. You interrupted me. I said it wasn't the prettiest, but Bryce Duke finding that pass. I love watching this kid yeah. become more and more. Um, and I got to give credit to Ari early in the season. He would have tried to rush that and he would have tried to do extra. And, uh, you know, Duke finds Ari up the middle. Ari has Gonzalo. We're all screaming for him to pass to Gonzalo at that point. We want <laughs> yeah, the Hattie. Yeah. Talking about the balls of Ari right now, bro. Yeah. And then I don't know if he thought he was Jean Mota or whoever, but he decides to just crank it with his left foot outside the box. I'm already screaming at my TV because I'm assuming he's missed it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is it. It's done. It's over. The game's won. That's it. Like, him. I mean, yeah. beamed it just, just a laser. We, we, we refer to those as, as worm burners, man. There are a few yeah. earthworms died out there on that hybrid pitch, which I don't even think earthworms want to inhabit. But, uh, the, uh, dude, the cojones, man, looked Gonzalo off not once, but twice. And was like, nah, fam, I got this. Yeah. And it, earlier this season, definitely last year, Gonzalo would have been so pissed off, hands in the air, probably stopped playing. But he rips that, and Gonzalo just throws his, his arms up. And he's like, you know what? Like, I have a brace. I don't really need the hat trick. Hell of a kick, kid. Hell of a kick. And then, yeah, of course, I, does what Ari does and just hits that that gritty form. That 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 celebration that just needs to go away. I, 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 just, I just taught myself how to gritty, so no. We're going to keep it alive for a little bit longer. Dude. Any, anyways, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and uh, keep moving here because we could argue about this all day. Um. Indy got subbed out for Victor to kind of bring down the intensity lockdown defensive side here. Uh, some more. Yeah. Uh, some more substitutions from Mickey Mouse. We gave up a, uh, it was a decent goal by Kara. Uh, caught Drake in the defense napping. That was in the 71st minute, 77th. There's uh, a secret. We, we didn't care one bit. <laughs> we knew, we knew then they weren't coming back with four goals. We, we could care. have your charity goal peasants. We, we didn't care when in the 77th minute, Gonzalo came out for the lizard King who was making his first Ooh, appearance since main, the red card. Yeah. Saw that main warm up, bro. Yes. Yes. 
the brack, the brack, brack, brack. Actually, um, it doesn't matter on goal differential. No, maybe, maybe um, that won't go up, but yeah, yeah. But then uh, Emerson got subbed out or subbed in for our boy Robbie Taylor, uh, and then there was that ugly, uh, ugly yellow card. I thought it should have been a little bit more in the eighty-third minute on our Chris McVay, uh, yeah. uh, hands to the throat or throat area. Um, but you know what? I'm going to stop the pod right there. I want to discuss one thing I tweeted out during the game. Chris McVay is arguably in my mind, the most underrated player we have on the team. He has played minute after minute, after minute, after minute. He busts his ass. He goes left, right center. Uh, he goes from, being a defensive stalwart to scoring arguably one of the top goals of the season for us early on, uh, beaming that crossbar straight down in dying time. Oh yeah. And I really think the fan base needs to appreciate what he does. It's not beautiful. It's the dirty work that needs to be done. And, and he's versatile. He can play in the center. He can play off in the left wing. He, He, he has played in every single game. We played only one other player. Has played in every single game. Do you know who that is? Was I'm it Lewis? Because I'm looking at it. Was it Lewis? No, I'm saying this season he's played. Oh, this season. Game. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, I don't. It's Yedlin. So those two players really? are played in every single game. Yep, every single game. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Chris McVay deserves so much praise. So, so much praise. And I think he's only uh, going to get better. But, you know, four goals. We gave up one. But, hey. We came into this game and we were behind Orlando on goal differential. Not that it matters. We've already solidified our spot and they're not going to be able to really threaten us, um, you know, really points wise, unless they score like four. But, we're, you know, we were what, ne- negative 11 coming in and or negative 10 and, and, and negative seven. So, yeah, all in all, here we are, baby. And now what's left? We got that big old beautiful X by our name sitting in the fifth spot. Just to to kind of give a, a snapshot of what we're looking at here. So the way the the playoff format is set, we were previously talking about like just trying to get in in as seven, right? Just get above the line, get in the playoffs, and then you got to play the number two team because that'd be Montreal right now. Uh, because Philly, if they hold, they would get the the, the first uh, round by. Right. Uh, Montreal's going to try and come out and, and, and thump us in the forehead for sure because they can still win the East. So this will be a, a still intense game. Uh, I think, did we speak before the podcast or did you mention that we, on the podcast? So we spoke before the podcast, okay. but rumors are that Toronto is going to sit the Italian uh, mob against Philly. Low key, I personally think that is to dig Montreal because, I mean, Philly is a goal scoring machine. And there's no love lost between Toronto and Montreal. So I thought Canadians were supposed to be really polite and nice. Obviously, I have some offline stories to tell you about the Quebecois. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. so right now as it sits, though, uh, New York is number four. We are number five. Uh, New York is going to play Charlotte, um, who might want to finish the season strong. Maybe have a good game. Maybe Lewis Morgan throws the game for us and uh, hooks us up. Either way, like even if we beat Montreal and New York Red Bulls lose four and five play each other. So either way we're playing New York. I don't really see any other situation where we could 
maybe if Cincinnati, if we lose and Cincinnati wins, they could shake that up. But for all intents and purposes, the way it's looking is that we're about to play in New York. Even if we jump to the four spot, we'll still probably be playing New York. Uh, at least we'll be doing it at Drive Pink and at home, which is our fortress. So Ian has to actually post it on Twitter. It said, Inter Miami's only possible first round opponents are New York Red Bull, NYCFC, or Montreal and Philly. Philly can only happen if Philly loses and somehow Miami drops to the seventh seed. Montreal can only happen if Montreal wins, Philly wins, and Miami drops to the seventh seed. Otherwise, it's going to be one of the New York squads. So, okay, fair enough. Shout out Ian. Shout out Austin. Shout out Alex Winley. Shout out the Heron Outlet. They're, they got, they got, they always have those deep level stats. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we we don't have the the required equipment between our ears for all this stuff. No, but, we uh, don't. Yeah, but so you know, it seems an awful lot like it's going to be the Red Bulls regardless. But we'll see how this weekend shakes out. It's going to be an interesting weekend. The uh, decision day, two thirty p.m. on Sunday, the Eastern Conference will be decided, and then I think it's five p.m. on Sunday that the the Western conference will be decided and i am yeah that's correct that is 100 correct so uh games to watch here are going to be atlanta new york city fc uh cincinnati dc just see what happens cincinnati uh obviously montreal miami we know everyone's watching that and then new york charlotte um those will be the ones to watch in a course I mean, I don't really care about the Toronto Philly situation, whatever happens there, but I'm definitely going to be peeping into the Orlando Columbus game, throwing on, I'm going to go find a yellow shirt that I have. I don't even know if I own a yellow shirt. I might go buy one just for uh, Sunday. Uh, of course, after the Inter Miami game, I'll throw it on. I really want to see Zelly. I really want to see Cucho come out there, fight for it. I think Orlando's really struggling right now and just is, keep them out of the playoffs. I want is, us to be the ones that knock them below and I want Columbus to be the one that's kicking when they're down and keep them out and enjoy your US Open Cup that the MLS rigged for you, rescheduled the game just so the MLS team wouldn't lose to Sacramento Republic. Enjoy that because at the same time they rescheduled the game but we were lucky enough to play on Friday and we had what? What is that? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so four or five days of rest. Orlando had to play on Sunday and then come to drive pink on Wednesday with very little rest, which might have played into the absolute massacre, uh, pushing our little brother down the steps situation that occurred. Is Cucho actually available after everything that's been going on with him? I believe so. Uh, here's a fun update though, with the taxi Funta situation. Um, he's just in Greece. He went back to Greece. I don't think he's ever coming back. I think DC United said, get the hell out of here. I don't think he's ever going to come back. I don't think he's ever going to have to answer for the, uh, really insensitive and just horrible word that he called Damian Lowe. He's just taken the coward's way out. This is such a weird turn of events. I, I, I had so much respect for Taxi prior to that game and really loved watching him. But, uh, you know, F you, bro. Just go run back to Greece and, and never come back and never have to answer anything. I don't think he's ever going to be back in the league. And he's a POS in my mind now. Good. I agree. Um, I think you and I both had the same level of mutual respect for Taxi. But um, after that cowardly act, um, I hope 
you never are allowed back in the country. Uh, fun fact, Cucho is actually available. There was only one game suspension. Um, going what back to game, suspended for? I don't remember. He was um, colorful language, but not to the severity of taxi. Okay, fair. Um, so we can still I think, like Cucho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so games I'm going to be paying attention to uh, because as much as I want to watch – uh, yeah, Orlando. I don't think I'll be able to bring myself to do that. Oh, I will. Uh, I will. I hope they. I hope they just suffer. I want to see them suffer. Well, I want the, to see so the fans. really, it's it at Orlando too. I, I want to see the fans with their hands in the air leaving early. Oh, oh, you're not a pleasant group of people to be around. That's actually now that you, yeah, no. And then I will roast them on Twitter. I don't care if we win or lose that day. I will roast them. I was uh, thinking about looking back on Twitter, going back to when the Open Cup was, and going to find who who was all messaging us. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, be be mature, be an adult, don't do it. All right, but no. So jokes aside, on the Western side, it's actually going to be an interesting slate of games because six seed Portland plays eight seed Real Salt Lake, and mm-hmm. seven seed Minnesota plays nine seed uh, Vancouver, and. Between sixth and ninth, there are 46, 45, 44, and 43 points. Yeah, it's really tight. And, and, uh, and you said Colorado. What, Portland, you said Portland plays Real, right? Yeah. And then and so Minnesota, if Real wins, they could they can knock Portland out and jump up. Yeah. And then Minnesota yeah, yeah. plays Vancouver. And then I don't think they've been – no, they haven't been eliminated. So if six Colorado, plays eight and seven plays nine. That's going to be a pretty exciting finish. Unlikely. Unlikely. But somehow Colorado could still sneak into if they beat Austin and every, like there's a draw or two or here like they, they're st- I still don't think they're out of it. I just hope I can still see straight <laughs> for the five o'clock games because we're going hard for Montreal. See, you're doing that, and I'm going to a uh, four game tournament this weekend, so I'm gonna be watching from my phone completely sober. So. Yeah, I- dad life um but no the ideal situation is you know we were talking about 4v5 home versus away it doesn't matter we're playing red bull i am going to be a little selfish i would love for that to be a home game because i will be down there baby Thanfest version two it's happening this season baby i'll be down wait you're coming uh for the if we go to the, if we do the first round playoff yeah if we, i'm, I'm that, already scheduled to be down in the keys is that, is that i know you told me that i forgot the dates it's 10 yeah. 17 right so if it's that Sunday, if we play Sunday or Monday, I'll be there. Perfect. I already got I already got the blessing. And then if we somehow win, the, you're saying the, no you the week. Well, yeah, that. Send, but the, send the family back. The weekend I get back up here, they would play Philly in Philly. Oh, and Lucy, and man, Lucy goes. I'll fly up for that. Well, Lucy goes. How much money are you planning on spending? I said enough that you might want to get the papers ready because we're going to these games, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, dude, we would, we would, we would absolutely have to travel. Have to yes. travel for that. Oh man, I might like literally. I might, I might buy tickets at at halftime of the first playoff game. <laughs> you know, yeah, but that'd be good. Yeah, that'd I- be good. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be one of those things that we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves. I've been really trying to tell myself that regardless mm-hmm. of what happens, Red Bull is going to be a tough match. Um, yes, we beat them at home. Yes, we should have beat them away. But, you know, uh, Karate Kid came out in full force that game and ruined a beautiful well, Gonzalo free kick. Yeah, I mean, we, we also should have 
I mean, there's, bro, there, there's, we, we, no joke, we could have been like already in third place. I mean, like, just a couple games that got away from us, like that first DC game. Like, you know, there, there's definitely uh, all, well, all these circumstances, but I'm just happy that, you know, we had the rescheduled game and then we kind of prefaced and warned everyone that we're going to be a couple games behind everyone. So we're going to fall out, but just to, to climb our way back in there, man, it's just, it's good. Well, I agree. I was just stating that in terms of just the Red Bull alone, it's not, it, it, if you ever watch March Madness and you watch those really close games like seven and eight, it's going to be one of those knockout games where one team's not extremely better than the other. It's going to be a, yeah, a brawl, yeah. a brawl well, to like, the end of it. And here's my thoughts too, is like, it doesn't matter really to me. Obviously, so sorry, let me rephrase. It, it matters to me. I, I want the home playoff game. I want to, I want everyone to be able to enjoy that, to go to that. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't really care if we have to play New York at home or or if we're playing away because New York is not good at home. They're really good on the road. We're really good at home. I mean, we're 10, three and three at home. And uh, I mean, really like the only team better than us is Philadelphia at home. I mean, New York is technically uh, worse than us because they have an additional uh was that loss or draw? I can't even tell right now. They always change the format, but I don't care, man. Like this is a good situation for us. I would obviously love to play them at home, but um, feels damn good. I don't think we really need to cover too much on Montreal. We, we played them just a little bit ago. You, you know, go back for fans historical breakdown of Club de Foot. Uh, we could do that. Um, I was not prepared for our historical breakdown. I'll no, no, no. I'm saying I mean, you already did it. So we, we did one yeah. it was just a few weeks ago. So we don't need to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. No, we don't need to do that. I did want to say, though, another uh, moment for us if we, when we play Red Bull. We could be witnessing the last time we see Lewis Morgan stateside. Well, I hope so. I ho- because I, I truly do hope so. I do as well. And there's, ru- there's rumblings that he has been looked at by quite a few clubs back in Scotland. And I really, really hope for him that he gets to go back home and gets to tear it up because he deserves it. Not good enough for me. Not good enough for Lewis. Nothing against no. the, the the Scottish Premier League, but I want him in either the Premier League or the Championship or somewhere else in Europe. I, I want him in, in one of the, the major leagues. I want him to keep growing and get the exposure because he is such a hardworking individual and he deserves it. Obviously, I agree. Not, the SPL is, is, you know, still very reputable, but I hope I hope a really good team realizes the talent he has and that they can develop it further. I agree, but do you think if Rangers came knocking or, or Celtic came knocking that he's not going to look at that very very seriously? So he like, will, but I don't know the loyalties. So right, was Mirren or you know I, I don't know would it be would. <laughs> Would he rather play at Rangers or or Celtic? You know, I know the the Scottish rivalries are, are pretty fierce, but um, you know, who knows? I'm still yeah. holding on hope that he comes back to Miami one time. I'll try to I'll try to work that in the conversation. We, we got time. some we got some open DP spots coming up. I will happily take a Lewis back. Uh, but um, yeah, so let's get into some like other random news, right? Fun news, fun article I saw today shared by Sports Illustrated. Beckham has been speaking with Mr. CR7 himself, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I'm going to throw it out there. You know how I do it. I love the rumors. I love to stir it up. I love to stir it up. Ronaldo's coming. It's confirmed. You heard it here first. Not <laughs> I also for heard, me. 
I also heard that Messi's coming in the summer for 10% stake again. Uh, I've heard that Luis Suarez is going to the Galaxy. Um, yeah, so that's fun. And then in other news, MLS did announce the League Cup dates. And this is really fun stuff, especially for us, because um, the way it's set up for the group assignments, MLS clubs ranked second to 16, which is us, baby. It's us. We're in there. Uh uh, on the 2022 supporter shield. Actually, let me double check that. I've got this right here. <laughs> you might want to just double check that quick. If it's off supporter shield, we might be in trouble. Yes, we are. We're in eighth in the supporter shield. What? Ooh. Yeah, and, and we're top 10 on the MLS power rankings for the first time ever. It was such a good week. It uh, th- That happened before the Orlando game, uh, I believe. So uh, MLS clubs ranked second to 16th on the 2022 supporter shield finish are going to be seated first in each group. So we're going to have a first uh, number one spot in the groups. Liga MX, it's the Mexican league ranked two to 16 based on their, they're a little different of a league. They have the, the Clarsora and uh, Apatora. So like the beginning and the, 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 the ending, like basically they have two competitions, right? Teams can win the, the Clarsora and then a separate team could win uh, the Apatora. And then I think somehow they calculate it for like, total winner maybe maybe i'm way off on that honestly i don't watch league mbeckies uh but kind of same thing two through 16 uh they will get the second position in each group and then the remaining 13 mls clubs together with the two remaining liga mbeckies clubs will be drawn into groups and basically divided um geographically uh there's also going to be um the Canadian Premier League uh, is going to be in there, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope. It's all MLS and Liga MX clubs will participate. It's going to be a standard kind of World Cup style uh, tournament. It's going to be group stages followed by knockout rounds. Um, no ties. Interesting. No ties in the League's Cup in 2023. Each team will receive one point if the game is tied. It will go to a penalty shootout if the game is tied, and the winner of the penalty shootout receives an additional point. I'm pretty sure that's the same format as the MLS Next Pro. Um, 77, 77 games are going to be hosted at MLS stadiums throughout the United States and Canada. Uh, Liga Emekis, um says Liga Emekis versus Liga Mekis matches. So if two Mexican teams play each other, those games are going to be played at MLS venues depending on uh region. Um the obviously the 2020 MLS Cup champion skips the group stage, starts the round of 32 of the two Liga Mekis recent champions in the Clausura and Apertura, the club with the most combined points accumulated across both tournaments. So Whoever has the most points between the Clausura and the Apertura will be given a buy and then start in the round of 32. Um, single game elimination, round of 32, 16 matches, round of 16, 18 matches, all pretty cut and dry. What you would think, here's where it gets a little bit more interesting. The third place match, the winner qualifies for the CONCACAF Champions League. The hmm. final, which will be on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. Both clubs, if you make the final, both clubs qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League. League League's Cup winner skips directly to the CONCACAF Champions League round of 16. Uh, reward-wise, third-place match winners will qualify 
we already announced that. We already announced that. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, that's basically uh, everything in Adjust. Um, we have the 10-year partnership with Apple coming up and including all MLS matches. All League's Cup matches will be presented live to fans around the world through the Apple TV app with no blackouts. And that's a good damn time for the Americas, North America, and Central America, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I was really against it when it first came out. I'm kind of warming up to it a little bit more. It's one of those things where I think at the time I was really complaining about the fact because everything price-wise was up. Literally everything was up. And I was like, great, another $5 out of my month but or out of my pocket every month. But it's going to be good. Um, it's not going to be the same if Ray's not calling it, but at the same time, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. So we don't know what's going to happen, right? Right. 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 With the broadcasters for, I don't think individual teams will have their own broadcasters anymore. It's probably like a rotating kind of squad. Like you would see on college football or, or, or the NFL. Right. Um, I am excited about this tournament because, um, you know, they did kind of like a really condensed version just a, a week or two ago. Um, there's been this constant debate of, of who's the better league. And now, you know, we'll be able to find out, right. Um, Seattle just won the CONCACAF champs league first MLS team to ever do it, but you're starting to see, um, you know, the MLS teams have better results against the league and Mackey's teams. And this will be a really fun competition to see. Um, I think I missed out there. There's going to be, um, I read somewhere, maybe it's in here. There's going to just be like a, a, a two week break basically. Uh, yeah. So the, the tournament, is going to run from July 21st, so two days for my birthday, to August 19th. So slightly less than a month. What is that? 28 days? 28 days, about four weeks. So both leagues are going to actually go on pause during that time. So, you know, you get knocked out early. I would assume the group round, the group stages probably take a, a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. You get knocked out early, you're going to have two weeks off to kind of, you know, fully rest and recuperate. But there's going to be a pretty big break in both MLS and Liga Mekis next year when this takes place. And uh, definitely looking forward to it, man. I, who doesn't love tournament style knockout round footy? That's, 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 I think, what sucked most people into this damn sport, right? Once it gets it sucks in you, then you just go down the the deep rabbit hole of of the different leagues, and and then you find and identify a club team that you like. But I feel like it always starts, maybe particularly in America, with the World Cup. Yeah, no, I would agree because I I know for me it was England. I trickled down and followed some of the players. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love that player. And then it was United and then, you know, the whole nine yards. We don't need to get into that. Um, one of the more uh, pertinent pieces of news that I was happy about, uh, Inter-Miami unveils a, an academy partner club program. Uh, Inter-Miami has announced it is allying itself with 24 local academies from throughout South Florida, forming its inaugural class of official partner clubs for 2022-2023. Uh, they want to um, they want to develop the football in South Florida and officially ally themselves with clubs that align with Inter Miami's goals. Uh, one notable club for me, only because we all know the Noah Allen story, was that Weston Academy is actually now a partner club. For as salty as they were about Noah 
leaving to go to Inter Miami. Uh, Weston is in there. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, obviously, FC, I see is in there. Miami Beach FC. Uh, quite, quite, quite a few teams in there. Uh, so another positive step in the direction for Inter Miami outreaching to the community and helping other academies out. This um, is good because I'm trying to yes. get Quinn eventually into Weston. And if they're already a partner of Inter Miami, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try as, as, as hard as I can. Quinn wants to as well. You know, maybe one day well, play for, for Inter Miami. This is, this is the route. This is the path. He better remember his uncle. That's all I'm saying. And the <laughs> other piece of news and i don't know really if it was news it was kind of one of those things where it was just kind of like hey by the way here it is um the the training the training kits and the training center is now paired up with florida blue yeah am i am i correct with that okay yeah um so we still don't have cafe bustello i'm not salty no we do we do they're just not a kit sponsor but that's that's what we wanted That's what, I we know that's what we wanted, but they have they have their own Cafe Bustelo stand, which I've I've yet to to be to. But Peter Brown and Uncle Ed did a really fun series. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, shout out to them. Uh, was it Miami Miami Football TV or uh, Football Miami TV? Uh, I don't know why it's uh, can't think of what it is right now. But uh, they did a fun little food and drink review from the stadium from going to the different stands. And they, they did one at Cafe Bustelo. I, I got to get over there. I mean, obviously, everyone down here loves Cafe Bustelo. They are technically a partner, but they're just we want them smack on the jersey for sure. I don't even know what XBTO is. I, 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 I'm pretty heavy into crypto and I don't even use that platform. So give me something cool. Give me something software specific. Other fun news. Romeo Beckham is training with Brentford, the Brentford bees, the mighty, mighty Brentford bees. You may recall them in recent weeks from absolutely destroying Manchester United four to zero, very similar to what inter Miami did to Orlando city. Dan's very mad right now. I love no, you, you. You can't hurt me because we almost yeah. lost. We almost lost to a team this week that sounded like another COVID variant. <laughs> the, the Omicron, somebody or whoever from Cyprus. So you can't hurt me. You um, can't. But I will. I will add on to this. Right? It's not that I don't think he's training with their B squad. He's training with the Brentford uh, B. That's tough when they're called. Yeah, the I was going to say, what are you doing? <laughs> the Brentford Bees B squad, right? So they're like the, the Inter Miami 2 squad. There was some speculation over here like, oh, it might be to jumpstart his career, get into the EPL. Uh, he's just over there for a month and he's maintaining fitness. That's that's kind of the 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 what I've heard out there is that this is just to, to maintain fitness. I think probably the wiser idea is start your career in MLS and use obviously – daddy's uh connections to you know get a spot on a epl or maybe championship side but you've got to you got to get a resume first i think i don't think the name's just going to get you on onto the the pitch so you know come on you've done quite well for intermind two. come up to the the big boy squad maybe they make that signing uh maybe we actually start to see harvey neville and romeo beckham here over the next you know season or two and you know hey best of luck to you that's uh Outside of that, you know, no, uh, no real other news I can think of unless I'm missing anything, bud. Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, 
Yeah, I just want to throw out a final apology for the lack of format and a little bit of chaos that we are going through this episode. We uh, yeah. threw this together last minute. I have been up since the crack of dawn, and Jay has been running around like a uh, chicken with his head cut off. So we appreciate you sticking around. If you're still listening at this point, you are the real ones you guys yeah, we are said it was gonna be like a shorter episode but here we are coming up on no because we both hour, start yeah. talking we don't know how to stop talking and then it just goes I from know. there so I I and mean, apologies for any audio issues again I'm, we're having to use old equipment i'm gonna have to ship off the the roadcaster uh standalone unit to get fixed and of course you know life kind of hits you fast and it doesn't stop hitting you for a little bit and you just kind of work through it so thank you to uh the support for everyone um you know we did have some kind of uh you know, different format shows over the, the previous two episodes. Shout out to Inter Miami Traveler, Jorge DTA, Don Cafecito. Um, you know, I, I know I'm missing some names here, but uh, they're all in the Discord and they offered us to, to, to step up and, and help us out during uh, times where, you know, we had to handle some other situations. Um, so thank you uh, to everyone. And of course, thank you to all the listeners. I'm going to have to add the intro and outro out manually and do this all old school by hand as. We did when the podcast started, but we will see everyone on Sunday. Enjoy this time. Enjoy this game. It doesn't matter if we win or lose. We're in the playoffs all the same. Bars. Anyway, as we end every single episode, I need to give social media shout outs. Check us out on Instagram at Intermiami Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at InterMIA Podcast. Uh, was passing out the supremely inter black jerseys, the new ones that came in. So if you haven't got yours yet, shoot me uh, a message, DM us. We'll meet up at the stadium. I have a few extras and I have some extra whites and pinks. Just added that to the order. So if anyone is, uh, you know, didn't throw in a pre-order, wants to scoop one, we have them now. And as we end every single episode, Bamo Miami. Bamo, Miami. That was a good one, buddy. That was a good one. I've been trying. <laughs>